Hello. Hendo. What's up? Oh, I got you, buddy. How you doing? Are you on the water yet? Uh, I am on the water, but not out in the lake yet. Hey, I'm sitting on the boat, about ready to go. You're sitting on the boat on the 4th of July weekend. What does this weekend mean to you, my friend? Uh, I don't know. I guess just uh, glad to be an American and proud to be an American. You know, both of them and... You know, I guess uh, remembering how we got our freedom. Oh, that's a good point. That's a great point. How we got here, because that's what this Independence Day really celebrates. Mm -hmm. That's a great right. point. So, uh, uh, have you had hot dogs, uh, hamburgers, uh, or are you barbecuing, or uh, are you skipping all that and going straight to the alcohol? <laughs> uh, well, I'm having a liquid breakfast or lunch, and... Uh, <laughs> I just got back from a fishing trip in San Diego, so I'm gonna we're gonna be doing a bunch of sushi for dinner tonight. But tomorrow we'll be cooking, uh, barbecuing some stuff on on the actual Fourth of July. Oh, that's awesome, buddy. So, uh, listen, man, I don't know if Jerry has talked to you uh, lately, but no. I've been uh, I've been pretty heavy keto, and my shoulder is like completely healed. I'm good to go, so I think I'm ready for round two. So, uh, you think because I've been retired for three and a half, four years, and I haven't worked out since I retired hardly, you think you got a shot? I think I got a, I, I, I'm going to tell you I think I got a shot because you're on the other side of the planet right now. <laughs> I'll meet you in Vegas, buddy. Hi, Greg. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? We're great. We really do appreciate you guys calling on this uh, Independence Day, 4th of July weekend. I know that y'all are trying to do family stuff and spending time together, and you took a little time off to call me and, and talk to me. And you guys know we love y'all. Dan, uh, we're big fans still to this day, dude. Some of our greatest memories, in fact, I, I can definitely attest to some of our greatest memories. We don't have a lot from California, but some of our greatest memories from California involve you guys. So thank you so much, man. Well, thank you, and uh, yeah, we got to get you and your wife back out to wine country and hanging out. Oh, we're going to do it. Uh, in fact, we'll bring our podcast out there, and we'll do a, a whole day of wine tasting. Let's do it. Done, That's buddy. It. That'll be fun. Well, thanks for calling That'll me, and, uh, and uh, I look forward to talking to you. Stay in touch with me. You guys enjoy the weekend, and uh, I'll check in with you. Absolutely, Craig. Have a great 4th of July, and uh, say hello to the family. You do the same, brother. Godspeed. All right. Love you. All, All right, buddy. Bye. That was Dan Henderson, uh, one of my favorite people, uh, definitely one of my favorite people in the MMA arena, the UFC. He's a light heavyweight champion. Um, but aside from the belts and all of that stuff, he's one of the more decent human beings. Um, so go check him out. Check out his uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, website, and all that stuff. He got some gyms. He's got a lot of stuff going on in life. Like he said, he retired about three years ago, but he still does a lot in that uh, in the uh, MMA arena. Still has a lot of influence and impact. Um, great guy. Now. Uh, I'm going to switch gears uh, on the, we talk about this, it's music and more. That was more. Talking about fighting. I'm a big fan of MMA, so it's a big part of my life. I'm not a fighter. I don't pretend to be. I'm more of a killer. Uh, if I get into a fight, you need to know that I'm not there to try to hurt you. I'm there to stop you. <laughs> so keep that in mind. <laughs> I, I, I'm getting too old to play around, so... Uh, but that is the more side, and I love those things. And we're going to talk a lot about a lot of other things that are outside of the music. But obviously, the music is the focal point of uh, my career. Uh, I've been doing it now for about 20 years. And one of the guys that I started this business with, uh, and still to this day, may be my very best friend in and around this business altogether. Uh, a guy I know I'm going to see in heaven when we both get there. I'm pretty sure he'll get there before me because I'm older. He's, he's not. He's, he's a lot older. And uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> But I'm proud to have him, uh, so y'all make him welcome uh, by, I don't know how you make somebody welcome from out there. What do you say, clap out there? You're not going to clap at your house. That's dumb. So, But my buddy Phil Billy, his real name is Phil O'Donnell, uh, singer, songwriter, producer. He has written some of the biggest hits uh, that you have heard on country radio. Uh, I don't even know how many number ones you have. How many number ones do you have? 
Not very many. He's got a ton of hits. No, I don't. Uh, he wrote times. George Strait's probably most memorable song, and I'm not talking about the early stuff. Um, the one that, that became his 50th or 50th? 60th. 60th number one. And that was a big deal in our business for him to have a 60th number one, and Phil Billy wrote that song. Thankful. Uh, he's written a ton of songs with me and for me and such. Most of the time, he would start writing something, and I'd make him let me write it with him. Oh, Lord. Uh, I learned a lot from him uh, as a writer, as a singer, as an entertainer, as a employer, as a human being. So I'm proud to have you here, buddy. Hey, I'm glad to be here, and and I think I was your employer one time too. He was my. You were my employer. This is funny. Okay, true story. So when I was first getting started in the music business, <laughs> I did a lot of other things. I was a police officer. I was a uh, EMT. I was a. Uh, I did. Siding, vinyl siding, and for some, for this other guy, I did swimming pool work. <laughs> this guy, he did swimming pool. So Phil Billy had a business, and he was, and in, he was a musician, mind you. But if you don't know, when you first get to Nashville, or when you get in this business, and sometimes I don't mean at first for like a month or six months. I mean like for years, people oh, yeah. try to get into the business, so they have to have something to make, do to make a living. Mm -hmm. Well, Phil Billy had a skill set uh, doing swimming pools. In fact, we'll talk about a song that we wrote that came from swimming, uh, or came from doing the walls. Can't yeah. talk, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Phil Billy hired me because. I wasn't doing a bunch of shows, making a bunch of money. I think I just signed my publishing deal and maybe yeah. just got the record deal. Maybe so. Maybe yeah. didn't even have that yet. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But I went to work for him, and uh, it wasn't pretty. I think mm. I wasn't the one that dumped the concrete no, that was on Joey. You. That was my, my brother. brother. My brother Joey worked for him as well and uh, dumped a whole wheelbarrow of pool plaster, wheelbarrow. pool plaster over yeah. top of Field Billy. I was down in the pool plaster and it was uh, it was in Gallatin. I remember where it was and uh, I'm down there working away, troweling all of a sudden, wham! I get hit with like 300 pounds of mortar. <laughs> Goodness. He dumped a whole wheelbarrow <laughs> on top did. of you. It was a little right. board you got to try to run across and you got to stop on the edge and Joey couldn't stop. Yeah. I think that the wheelbarrow without anything in it weighed more than Joey did. <laughs> well, oh, good times. Good you know stories. It is good yeah. stories. I want you to yeah. tell a story. This is my favorite story, everybody. Oh, uh, and I don't. I have never told this story in public. Um, I, there may be some radio programmers who may have heard this story, especially when we were out early on together. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, uh, but Phil, Billy, and I were going to the airport. Yes. To go do a flight date. We were going to do a probably a radio show. Yeah, that was early. Yeah, we were doing nothing really, but radio yeah, shows. Just really early on, and we were both very much uh, probably hand-to-mouth, to say the, last, the least. And I, I met Craig and Dixon to ride to the airport with him, so we, he had this little black Jeep. I know people that remember probably when he had that little black Jeep. And we were on our way to the airport. And before we got to Kingston Springs, the Jeep started sputtering and kind of running out of gas. And and uh, he was laughing, hit the reserve. So drove on into town and pulled in Bellevue. And at Bellevue, where the Home Depot is now, that, that exit, that, that station, whatever it is, Speedy or something, used to be a Texaco. It was a Texaco. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, let me f five bucks till I get to the airport and I'll pay you back. we get some gas. Well, we started looking through our wallets and pockets and neither one of us had a bill of anything not a dollar it's a true story no credit card no nothing and um, we upset the seats in the jeep and picked around there and i think we found 83 or 85 cents 83 cents 83 cents and we put 83 cents worth of gas in that jeep and got to the airport and that's a true story True story. True story. We knew that if we could get to the airport, that yeah. the record label would give us our per diem yeah. for the days that we were out. And we never used our per diem because they always fed us. Yeah. They always took us out to eat. And yeah. we didn't eat a bunch anyway, so we'd wait till till they were we were going to dinner with the radio station. We did the same thing all you radio programmers do. <laughs> Y'all don't it did be honest. Let's be honest. Y'all waited until it was a good dinner yeah. and you say, Oh, we're going to Morton's or yeah. man, we ate good food and we drank good wine. And we saved our money, so we knew we would have yeah. money when we got back to yeah. have gas. So yeah. I love that story because uh, yeah. it, it's humbling. It is humbling, mm -hmm. and you think about, you know, mm -hmm. uh, what it took. 
to get to where we are at in this. Although today where we're at is kind of where we were then. Yeah. We're not far from it. I'm well, back we, in a black yeah, but we've got we've got bigger gardens. <laughs> yeah, we got bigger gardens, and we own yeah. the land that the gardens are on. Yes. Yeah. So praise. Well, so we have God, been blessed. God lets us have it. Yes. God lets us use it. It's God's. Yeah. Yes. It's, it, we, yeah. we just got it on loan. I just want right. to be a good steward of what He's giving me right. while I'm here. Yeah. Um, but we have. We've worked hard, and we've come a long mm. way, and we've been really blessed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think it's times like that and stories like that mm. that if you never forget them, it, you always seem to feel such a sense of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I know I do. I, I still can't believe today, uh, and I've been doing this almost 20 years, and I still, when, when we do a show, and I step out on the stage, and, and Jerry can attest to this. Jerry's my tour manager and our producer. I'm going to make him come around here in a minute so everybody can see who's doing all the real work here while I talk. Um, every show, I, I never go out and look. I don't go out and check the audience and do that. I leave that to them. Mm-hmm. And right before we go out, I'll ask Jerry, nervously, how does it look? Mm-hmm. And I'm always amazed when he says, it's unbelievable. I can't believe it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because... An hour before, there was, you know, 50 people there. And then you go out, and there's 2,500 people sitting out Mm -hmm. there. And the curtain goes up, or the uh, announcer finishes, and the music starts playing, and they go. And it just, I'm just so fascinated by that still to this day and so thankful. Ephesians 3, what, 19 or 20, immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. Immeasurably more than we imagined. More deserve. 20, 21 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I don't deserve it, but I am grateful for it. And we want to do our best to share that. And that's, you know, I I think you know this. Early on, I had a real struggle. And and there's still times in my life today when we're doing this business. And that's, just so everybody understands too, we'll talk a whole lot more about this. I will when I'm here about the music business. We do love what we do, but this is a business and we have to somehow make money at it or we go back to doing swimming pools or back in the army or doing the things that we were doing before and then just keep doing it for fun like we did Uh, because we do love it. I enjoy writing songs, enjoy singing, but it is a business. But uh, I think we're at a point now and I know I feel like I want... I always took for, I don't want to say I took it for granted, but I was hesitant to truly appreciate the impact that we have with the music because I was always so busy just doing it. And I could always, and in my heart, in my head, I was always reverting back to when I was a soldier. Hmm. And I always felt like I was really contributing to society when I was a soldier. I always felt like I was impacting people's lives, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be going overseas in a war or, or doing something at home, helping in a hurricane or tornado or, or whatever, or just training, being ready to protect my country. I felt like I was doing something. In the beginning of this business, I didn't get that same feeling. I just felt like I, was, I had a job and I was making some money. And in the beginning, it wasn't much money at all. Right. Uh, but I have learned mm-hmm. and, and really grown to truly appreciate that we can help and we can change people's lives and impact. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. There are people, I mean, I've had a bunch of people come to me about your songs, especially even lately. Like, I mean, we had lunch with our neighbors today and, and – uh, they were talking about your song, and they're like, "Man, I don't know how he does that." You know, on the opera, you're the father of my son, Holy son Ghost. and Holy Ghost song, and and uh, it's not, yeah, it's personal. It touched touched you, but it it tore everybody up that that heard it. It, you know, yeah, you know, a, it was weird getting emails thing. from people mm-hmm. or uh, Facebook messages, and just and I've said this before. I read every, I read every one of them still today. Right. Uh, and anytime that song airs, whether it be on Facebook, on the Grand Ole Opry, on the Today Show, Fox and Friends, whatever it is. Right. I mean, I get thousands and thousands of messages when people hear it. You wouldn't believe the people that we have become to know as through the music because of that song. Right. Never listened to country, never heard of me before, but we're watching Kelly Clarkson mm-hmm. show and seeing me perform it and have become interested yeah. in my music. Yeah. Uh, well, but, but I don't think God did that. God didn't do that for me. Well, I think he allowed it happen to you because he knew you had a platform and you could use it and you would use it for his ministry because our worst misery becomes our greatest ministry Amen. yeah and he knew you could use it so he allowed that but you won't know till you get to heaven just how many people 
Yeah, I mean, and he knew, you're right, he knew yeah. that. Even yeah. when I didn't, when I was writing that song and when yeah. I, you know, played it for Alexandra, my daughter, you know, I'm like, I'll never be able to record this song. I just, I don't want to have to sing this every night. I don't understand. But that's what he did, and he yeah. kept pushing me, and then, he, yeah. you know, and it ended up being, uh, became the most downloaded song of all genres mm -hmm. three or four times. Yeah. Three times. Uh, mm -hmm. So, it's, uh, but but that wasn't me, uh, and I tell people, you know, that's why God, uh, mm -hmm. that's why God let me write that song that morning at four thirty yeah. by myself. I'm gonna tell you this, and I used your name on numerous occasions when I was talking to people. I said because if I'd have wrote, if 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 people had heard that song and said who wrote that, and I'd have said me and Phil Billy, they'd have said, oh okay, yeah, but with just me, they go, oh there was something to this. It's because I, I don't get, I'm not recognized as that prolific a songwriter. Yeah, uh, but it, you, it, you can't trump the truth. Huh? You cannot trump the truth. And it's the honesty <laughs> and the truth. Is no, what you're is right. In but, it. You can't. But, I, I couldn't have been, I couldn't have. No, but my point is, if that. me and you had done it together, people would say, oh, well, Phil yeah. Billy's such a great right. songwriter. It uh, makes sense. It, well. With me writing it no. by myself, people go. Oh yeah, this was a God thing. It no. ain't that good. <laughs> he he can say he's not prolific, but he was the energy and so many rights on the bus, and he's very prolific. So. Well, but you know what I'm and saying. Ideas I do and, believe that still to this yeah. day. I believe that God uses yeah. people that yeah. He does such miraculous things mm. with people that aren't supposed to be that miraculous. I believe that. Moses couldn't even talk, could he? Or no, that was yeah, it wasn't the Moses. He couldn't yeah, even he couldn't very speak talk very good. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So So yeah, and I and, and I've and I've been hesitant to even utilize that uh, to have that conversation yeah. for that reason because I would never want anyone to think that I'm trying to in any way as <laughs> consider myself in the same realm as Moses and some of the people that God did use but he always did he always did he always did use someone in a bad situation and and he is always glorified oh yeah uh, you know, in our losing Jerry, Jerry's death is the most horrific thing that I've ever experienced, and I experience it every day. Yeah. You know, this year's four years. Yeah. Um, and it's still, I, I still wake up, and for me, that was yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just yesterday that it happened yeah. for me. And it, I think it'll always be that way. But, yeah. but I find, uh, I find uh, comfort in knowing where Jerry's soul is, his heart, his commitment to God, and, and my commitment in knowing, you know, where I'll be and I'll see him. You know, and I'm pretty confident that I'll know it's him. I'm well, confident in that. For anybody that's out there that is suffering or anything, uh, I can say that in lieu, in light of heaven, the worst misery on earth when we get to heaven will be but poor cell service or a poor room service for one night. <laughs> so he yeah. does not waste our suffering. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a glorious day. So uh, to back to the music though, uh, but, but that's kind of what this is though. Yeah, that's what makes I think that's what makes a great song. Yes, uh, and you are right, truth, and people, and I think the fans detect that. Yeah, I think they know. Oh, they yeah. can hear in a song, and that doesn't mean that like Redneck Yacht Club isn't a, isn't truth. You can do tongue in cheek, and it still be truth. Be it fun. Can, it'd be fun. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, and I do, I believe with everything that's in me that the fans know that. And, and I don't know if all of the fans that are out there truly understand how much impact they have on our, on our careers as writers and entertainers. Um, you have proven uh, that your impact can create uh, – Careers. You made my career. You and country radio. And I came in early. So, and, but not early enough that uh, there were things outside of uh, radio. Country radio giving me the opportunity, playing my music, allowed the fans to hear my music, which gave me a career. Now that's changed. It is a little different. It's not just country radio. Now we have the impact of social media. Yeah. There are stars being developed, and whose careers start and take off before they're ever played on country oh, yeah. radio. Now, yeah, uh, I will say I. Still believe that country radio still has a great big impact on their it, career. It, it does, and and the way that I look at the business, the music business of it, I've had people, you know, new people come to town and like, will you go in and cut some stuff and do this and whatever? But it seems like it's when you say cut some stuff, what do you I mean? Go Explain in the that. studio and record some sides, some songs on them, whatever. But what I've seen in the last little three or four years of what you know 
everything's changing is is if 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 you're an artist if you're listening to this because i'm sure there's a lot of young guys are you you think you want to come to nashville and get a record deal that could be the worst thing that could completely put you in the penalty box nowadays yeah uh for take you out of circulation for three or four years you go out put your music out put it out yourself own it and you create the spark and the bigger spark you get, the bigger gas truck Nashville is that'll back up to you. And that seems to be what is going on <laughs> is right now in the music man. business. Say that again. The bigger spark you have. The bigger gas truck from Nashville will back up <laughs> to you and it'll blow up. That's what the music business is nowadays. You as an individual artist, right. go out, do analogy. your music. Uh, and, and nothing against record labels. we got to have them to get yeah. on the radio. A we got to have on them. One. We're so thankful for them. I love mine. Yes. I, I wish it was the way it used to be where you go in and you cut 10 songs and they send you out on a radio tour and you have a hit and another hit and another hit. But that's hit not the way it is anymore. It's not the way it is anymore. Right. And as, as a writer as a guy trying to make a little living you know used to be if someone recorded our album we had 9.2 cents to divide up between the writers and the publishing now if we get a song that's per song yes per yep. song so now if someone records a song there's more people accessing our music so now a song like if it's three songs me and you and jerry write a song and you're streaming it shows up on my uh statement as 0.00036 cents a stream so instead of being 9.2 cents a copy where someone's accessing it, yeah. it's 0 0.00036. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's, <laughs> I know. But there's more people accessing music, and yes, there's more people hearing it and playing it, but we're getting paid, like, we've gone from uh, hamburger to uh, pot of meat. No. Hamburger to <laughs> manna. Yeah, God is still providing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. You know, but but yeah, it's it's not it's not as uh, it's not as prosperous, uh, especially for writers and yeah. producers. Right, and and on yeah. the producer because you produce a lot of stuff too. Yeah, uh, but, in fact, I mean, we produced a, we, a bunch of our records together. Yes, you and I did. we did. I had a had a great time, and and uh, that again, I feel like uh, just so blessed to be to be able to do that because a lot of that stuff was the energy you put off come off you know yeah i was there and i thought well it might be a little too slow or <laughs> might be a little you know i just you know i felt like a oh no we worked great together no, dude. It was we made we great had, records we had a good energy we had a yes. good energy yes we you did know. but uh so so how has it changed for producers now there's well, you're not doing all, albums, really, all or kinds of, All kinds of interesting deals. Uh, recently, I've worked, uh, well, some on yours and, and with, with Craig Campbell, Dylan Carmichael, uh, Tyler Booth. Just did a record on Aaron Watson. And I, I honestly believe that just about every deal is different yeah. when you get breaking it apart. Right. Everything is but you different. But uh, do, you, do you feel, are, are you doing any, working with anybody right now where you're doing, actually doing a whole album of songs? It was because uh, a lot of guys are just doing these. Uh, Aaron did because uh, he has oh good, he does okay. his hard pieces. You yeah, know? but uh, um, as far as like putting the whole album, EPs. Some yeah, that's EPs. what I mean. Yeah. More EP like, more EPs, right? Yeah. It's more EP like. Six at a time, four yeah. at a time, three, mm. four. Yeah. How many people out there uh, leave notes in the uh, wherever you leave notes? They leave notes here. Leave comments. I'd like to know how many of you. Uh, well, like the hard product how many of you still buy cds uh just leave a comment i i yes you do no you don't in the comment section because we're going to look at the numbers and i'd like to see what percentage of people still and be honest really be honest if you buy if you still buy cds if you don't listen to music only on your phone if you listen to music primarily on your phone don't put yes if you listen to music on your phone more than forty percent, then don't put yes because you're not a, you're not a primary buy, buyer, I would think. But if you buy CDs regularly, put yes. I want to see how many people buying CDs. I'm not a shopper online, but I have gone to stores looking for CDs. Yeah, and couldn't find them. Yeah, I know. I've done that too. Yeah. I can't find mine. Looking for yours. Yeah, I've, I've gone looking for it. I've well, mine, gone looking for a, a bunch of people's CDs. With the, with the new album, God, Family, and Country, we didn't do a hard product for distribution. Okay. Just because of everything that's going on. Right. And the, you right. know, when we came out with the album, people weren't allowed to go shopping. 
Right. It was, I mean, it was right at the beginning. And we debated on whether or not we were going to come out with the album at all. Mm. And we said, we'll go out and we'll allow them to stream it. And we'll have hard product on the website. So people can go to CraigMorgan.com. Okay. You can still do that. Yeah. You can go to my merchandise area and order the CD. Mm. Uh, but you can't get it right now in Walmart. You can't get it in uh Target, you can't get it in any of the music stores or anything. Mm. It's primarily only available on download, and yet we're still mm. selling a ton of copies. That's awesome. I mean, people are downloading it, and some people are buying it from the website. I tell you what, we are going to do though, uh, and this will be uh, this will be coming up. We'll have information. Just stay tuned on all my socials. But we are going to be doing a VIP available uh, vinyl album. Uh, of the new God Family Country project. Uh, it'll be limited. I don't know what number. I think it'll be somewhere in the arena of about 500 copies only. Oh, wow. So it'll be a very limited uh, buy. Um, mm. So stay in, stay in uh, touch with us on that through all the socials. You'll know it because it'll come out on all my socials and on the Facebook and on everything. I, I mean the, uh, uh, um, um, the website. But we'll be talking a lot about it in the in. But it'll be limited again, 500. I don't know. They may do 1,000. Somebody else just recently did it, and I think they did 1,000. Mm. Uh, but they sell so quick, and they're, you know, it's not yeah. cheap neither. That's yeah. another thing, and I always feel awesome. kind of like right now with everything that's going on, knowing that so many people have been out of work, yeah. uh, you know, I feel guilty saying, you know, go buy my CD, go download my music because right. yeah. uh, I don't want people to, you know, yeah. put themselves out. Yeah. for a record you know when they need to be buying milk mm. speaking of it every time i say that mm. it reminds me of a song we wrote remember that song a wally walker spent his last twenty dollars on a lottery ticket at the corner store came in without any milk and bread mm -hmm. he went to the store to buy milk and bread for his wife and baby and ended up buying lottery tickets that's right we wrote that did we go to muscle shoals wrote we that did with chris bain we sure did with chris bain chris went on muscle to shows. he went on to heaven a while yes back. sir he yeah. did yeah, that's right. I forgot so, about that. How ironic that we—that's the song that we think about. And that's good. Chris is yeah, yeah. That's cool. Good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, I have ADD. I have OCD. I have lots of other alphabet stuff. So I don't even remember where we was at. But I've got every D in the book. About. You got what? I got every D in the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just talking about the stories, and I love it, and I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you're oh, here Lord. because it just, boy, it just brings back so many fun memories and positive Gosh. memories. Mm. I love the one about the gas and dumping the, yeah. the wheelbarrow full of stuff over top That's of good. you. I remember one of our first road trips with a full band, and I'm going to find the picture so Jerry can post it. I've got a picture somewhere. Uh, we went out, and for whatever reason, we had a bus on the east coast but we couldn't get a bus on the west coast and i got deathly sick yes and we were in a class b winnebago kind of thing four foot winnebago and had the roof he, over the uh, he slept in that bed over top of the over top of the hood i was sicker than oh, a dog sick. yes he was uh in Good fact man. we only have one picture from that whole trip and i was sitting there going Mm -hmm. And but the whole gang that first run, you yeah. know, that yeah. was uh, that was one of our first trips. Those were all radio mm -hmm. shows. So yeah. so everybody understands. Used to mm -hmm. when you got in this business, you didn't tour, you didn't go play bars. And now mm -hmm. a lot of people did. It's, uh, it starts different for different people. Myself, I never played in a bar until I got my record deal. Mm -hmm. And those bars that we played or those little venues were things that were set up by the radio station. Yeah. So the radio station would say, hey, we like your music and we're going to play it and we want to introduce you to the fans. So you should come out here and play at this uh, club and we'll promote it. And they would, and they did, and it was awesome. And yep. we, we made a lot of fans and we, was, and we spent a whole year doing that, maybe more. Yeah, off and on for probably more closer to three. Some of them. Some. I mean, nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I love that. Yeah. Still to this day, I have a lot of friends in country radio that are radio programmers, music directors, mm -hmm. and if y'all are out there watching this, share this with y'all's fans because I want to give y'all props. I really appreciate. It. I wouldn't have a career today if it weren't for y'all giving us the chance. Uh, even though sometimes we made mistakes when we were out there. For example, we were with Lee Adams, and this is this shouldn't be as funny as it is, well, but it no. is. He's going to tell uh, it. I got to tell this, this is, story. I, because this isn't Phil Billy's fault. Look at the time. I gotta go. <laughs> 
We were doing a show, and it was a radio show at the radio station, and they don't always tell us what these shows are for. Uh. And so a lot of times it's just shows where we go in, and they bring listeners in, and they let them sit there and listen. And then when we leave, they ask the listeners, what did y'all think? It was that kind of deal. And we were doing about four a day. Yeah, we were literally doing four of those shows a day. Yeah. We would be at a radio station, leave there, go to another radio station, and do the same thing, bounce, bounce, bounce. So we half the time never knew what we were playing for. So we just played songs. Yeah. About the third show on this particular day, it was in the afternoon, and uh, our, our, my record rep, uh, Lee Adams, was there. And, and Lee was in the back of the room, and I'm forgetting. It was a bunch of women there, and uh, we were playing. And I played two or three songs, and it went over really well. But at the same time, as you know, Jerry, he loses his voice sometimes, okay? And he would lean on me or whoever was with him at the time to kind of feel a little bit. And I had lost my voice, and, and I had, couldn't sing. And I said, yeah. I don't want to just come in here and do this. So Phil Billy, in fact, Phil Billy just wrote this really funny song, you guys. I want you all to hear this song. And so I asked him to play it, and he said, sure, you know, no problem. I, he was hesitant. I will say, I think he was a little hesitant because the content, and, and I want to preface this by saying we write dumb stuff sometimes. As a joke as to a, ourselves. To ourselves. Inside bus jokes. This uh, was inside. So I would never, ever downplay mm -mm. what this song is joking about because uh, those of you that, that Jerry's laughing because I have to tell you this because you got to know our hearts, y'all. Yeah. Our hearts are, are pure and we don't, and, and you would save them when you shouldn't even write something like that. Maybe that's the truth. And that's probably And that's truth. what you were talking if, if about today. It, keep it to yourself in the bathroom. Yeah, so, yeah. but we did. Didn't. I asked no, Phil Billy to you play it. didn't. I'm throwing you under the bus. And I told Phil Billy, play this song. So Phil Billy, don't, don't. Uh. You don't want a kiss. You don't want a hoe. Cut out the crap, baby. Shuck out of them clothes. There you go again. A fussing and a hissing. And that's what a cause is made to hit you. It's just oh, a, my God. I know his wife's looking at him like now, like, you wrote that? Yeah. Uh, it was, but listen, our, it was, and I'm, again, I don't put downplay that. I support, I would absolutely annihilate a man if I seen him hitting a woman. Yes, absolutely. That is the truth, y'all. Yeah. I will put myself in harm's way. I would die for a woman being abused, as Phil Billy would, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. What we did not know, and this is God punishing us yes. at that moment, <laughs> was we were playing for a room full of women who were there representing a battered women's shelter. True story. That's a true story. So yeah. that taught us a lesson. One of the most embarrassing things of the rear view. Ever. Yes. Ever. For both of us. Yes. Yeah. So it taught me a couple of things. One is always make sure you know who you're playing for. Yeah. And two, just because you wrote it and it's funny doesn't mean you should do it. Absolutely. Take <laughs> uh, it. In fact, them. we apologized profusely and they yeah. laughed. They yeah. did. The women there laughed. Yeah. Uh, they did not clap. I will say that. They didn't clap when he finished. We have what they call uh, litter box songs, and that one should have gone to the cat sand pile the day For sure. wrote, the day buried wrote and it. forgot. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Anyway, I had to but tell the story because I just want you to know we make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and, and we are sorry for our mistakes, and we apologize profusely to those women and, and uh, would never do anything. Uh, to hurt them or anyone for that matter guys here's the deal uh, I'm not going to say that I'm never going to hurt someone's feelings it might happen but I can promise you this it's never my intention uh, so if it happens in a song if it happens in a conversation if you're yelling at me and I don't turn around and, and, and notice you when we're in a crowd and uh, and you get upset that I didn't sign something or whatever those things do happen in life uh, and we find them they happen regularly to us and a lot of times we get bad mouth for that uh, but I can assure you, and I can speak on behalf of most of the artists out there. I don't know them all. But the ones that I know and affiliate with would never do anything purposely to hurt someone. Mm -mm. Uh, nor I just don't hang out with people like that, y'all. The songwriters I write with. Mm -hmm. uh, and there have been some who don't have the same moral values and have the same outlook on, on life and love and, and the desire to be kind that we do and they're not people i write with and hang out with after i get to know them yeah. um so know that we do make mistakes and so if, if it has happened to you or if it does happen to you uh know that it's not intentional i'm not again not going to say it won't happen but it won't be intentional 
Uh, and again, I'm going to go even a step further. That also doesn't mean that I won't hurt your feelings because of something that I do believe. I do have a lot of faith in my God, and if that offends you, I can't change that. But that's not on me. That's on you to go, okay, that's the, what he believes, you know. Uh, but I, 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 to me, there's a lot difference in me standing up for what I believe and me shoving you into what I believe. And I won't do that. I don't shove. I don't push. Uh, hmm. I just be me and hope that uh, in being me, I'm not hurting anyone else. Uh, yeah. So that's that. So. I had to tell that story, though, because looking back, it may be the worst experience of our... Uh, there was one more story, and we're going, I'm going to let Phil Billy go after this uh -oh. and go home. This isn't, this isn't... This is a funny... Is it a good one? All right. Uh, we were... I'm, I'm going to cram two of them together. Okay. Because you're here, and these are your stories. With you. My experiences with Phil Billy. I'm good. We were we were in a BX in Virginia. It was the grand opening of a BX, uh, and and they had various artists from different formats, different genres of music throughout the BX. And for those of you that don't know, a BX and a PX are a lot like a Walmart. They have a shoes department, a ladies' clothing, a men's clothing, a, uh, even uh, everything but food. The food is called the commissary. Um, but it's just like a little Walmart without the food, you know. Um, and we were playing next to an elevator in the shoe section, I believe. If I remember correctly, the rapper, who was the guy who was from the rap genre, was in the ladies' lingerie. Because I remember being upset about that. I'm like, how does the rapper get lingerie and we get shoes? I'm a country guy, you know. Yeah. We don't get. We shouldn't be stuck in shoes. Because yeah. we're country. Police. I, they, I don't know what it was. They were poking fun. Like generally, where mm. people who don't wear shoes, hillbillies. I knew what they were doing. Uh huh. So we were in the shoe section, and we were playing. I had a brand new song we just went to country radio with called "Something to Write Home About." Yep. And we were about halfway through the song, and the medics behind the eight or ten people that were standing there watching us. It yeah. couldn't have been more than eight or ten, no, right? Wasn't. No, eight or ten. Uh, and I may be generous. I thought there was eight or ten. In my head, I visually see could eight or ten three. people. Could have been three. <laughs> About eight or ten people. There was at least one, though. But the medics go running by with a gurney. And I'm like, golly. And we just kept singing. And I'm not making this up. Behind the people, they come by. One guy's pushing, and one guy is up on top of the lady doing this. Give him CPR. And I'm, she's got long blonde hair and deep blue eyes. And my eyes had to be big as soft. I looked at Phil, but he said, keep singing, son. You're killing him. <laughs> like some music loud and walking in the moonlight. Like, oh, my gosh. Keep singing, son. You're killing him. <laughs> we were there. It was. It happened. Kind of trying to cheer Not him. once. Trying to cheer him up a little bit. But twice, two people were carried out on a gurney. At that Pretty sure they came from the lingerie section. And that was the that was kind of the same area where we were doing a we've done a several very embarrassing radio things, <laughs> but I can remember one where they put us in a boxing ring. Oh, that was at Fort Bragg. Yes, North Carolina. <laughs> we were playing in a in a because uh, they had just done a MMA match the night before. Yeah. At and we're end. we're standing we're in a we're in ropes around us and I'm thinking well I've played behind chicken bar but this is the first you know in this place where they had the uh, a boxing uh, uh, ropes around us so we're sitting there and he was playing paradise which is a song that came paradise. out right after that right after that song and it was like we were in this couple of mics like this and our guitars and. When if we had three or eight people, if we had three to eight people at the last show he was talking about, we had half as many at this one, probably. In Seal Club. And they were trying to eat. And um, <laughs> I remember he was singing, Christmas of 89 was the long only time for me. Table 17, your order is ready. Panama is was just broke out over the same mic like and everything, you know. So Order number 45, your yeah. order is ready. Came across the same mic or speakers that we were singing mic. through. Yeah. That was yeah. the other story I was going to tell. Yeah. I'm glad you told that. You'll hang out for a little bit? Yeah. All right, we're going to take just a real quick break. Uh, we'll throw up a, a logo of, of some of the people that are helping us be here. They're paying for this. <laughs> uh, we do have some sponsors, and we want to thank them. We're going to do that right here in the middle of this. While we're doing that, I'm going to go set up with Mike, and we're going to play a couple songs for you. <laughs> 
But here we are. I said we were going to do some music. Uh, it is Craig Morgan Music and More. I think there's going to be a whole lot more of the more than the music, but uh, it kind of depends on what's going on in our world and in the world when we discuss what we're going to discuss on the podcast. So uh, this being our first podcast, I did want to do some music because, again, it's Craig Morgan's music and more. Um, so we're going to do a couple of songs that uh, were have not been um, big hits for me. Um, songs that may be out on a record and you may have heard but they are not songs that were big hits like Redneck Yacht Club, International Harvester, That's What I Love About Sunday, Almost Home, all those hits. We're not going to do them on this show so we're going to do a, a couple songs. This is one that, uh, that we wrote talking about relationships. Uh, I love doing this song because it's a fun song to sing and I think it's a sexy song. Um, you know in our, in our lives these days we're so quick to give up on relationships and not just marriage but even friendships. We're quick to say, oh, man, I, you know, I don't need to, I ain't worried about that. I don't want to fight for that. And I think we shouldn't do that. I think that's what's, a lot of that is what's brought us to where we're at. We, we've separated ourselves from the family unit. Uh, we don't put enough emphasis, emphasis and importance on being a family, a mother, a father, those figures. And, and so um, in doing that, I think we've gotten away from the importance of fighting for those relationships and those friendships. So this is a song that's kind of about that. Midnight, sitting here, can't see clear, wasting tears on you. Tick tock, round the clock, on the dot. Every thought consumes this missing you going round and round like this is the time to call it quits. Tell me I didn't hear you right. Tell me it's just another fight. But we ain't going out like this. We ain't going out like this. Tell me what I'm supposed to. phone hoping you will call yeah i'll answer it and tell you that i love you and baby we can fall in love all over again cause i don't want it to end like this tell me i didn't hear you right tell me it's just another So this is a song that Mike and I wrote uh, in, I'd actually started this song uh, before we went to Colorado and I got to Colorado and I just felt like there was something to this song. And I'm, I, I will uh, tell you, all of this came about long before COVID-19. 
uh, and us having to wear a mask. Um, for, for me, this song represents a, 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 a character, uh, a, not a character, a, uh, an invisible mask. Um, and I think we all put those masks on in life. Sometimes it's because we're hurting. Sometimes it's because we have feelings towards other people that we know we shouldn't have. Uh, so we put a mask on to hide maybe what's hurting or what's true or what's bad or what's good even. Um, so that's how this song came about. We finished it in Colorado and played it for the first time that night as I was reading the lyric, and I may have to read it again. We've done it a few times. We did it on the Grand Ole Opry and can't wait to get back there and, and do it. Uh, and now everyone is required to wear a mask at different places in different circumstances. Um, which I got to tell you, it's not a bad thing because when no. I go in Walmart or Lowe's, people uh, don't know who I am. You know why? Because I got on a mask. Hey, I got pains inside of me, pains I don't let people see. I say I'm fine because I know they see me strong. Behind my eyes, inside my soul, feels like I'm digging a deeper hole. But I put on a smile, I lie, and I hold on. Cause when I get home and it's late at night No one's around and I turn off the light I cry and scream and yell like a crazy man I don't have to pretend that I'm doing well I can tell the world it can go to hell It's just me and God when I take off the mask They say you got so much going on, but in this crowd I'm still alone. Yeah, they don't know cause I hold my head up high. But there's times I can't get out of bed. I'm going round and round inside my head. That's when I slip it on so I can hide. But when I get home and it's late at night No one's around and I turn off the light I cry and scream and yell like a crazy man I don't have to pretend that I'm doing well I can tell the world it can go to hell It's just me and God when I take off the mask I won't give up I won't give up I won't take it all till I'm with him. Yeah, when I get home and it's late at night, no one's around and I turn off the light. I cry and scream and yell like a crazy man. I don't have to pretend that I'm doing well. I can tell the world it can go to hell. It's just me and God when I take off the mask. Oh. Good job, Mikey. It's a good song. I got one more that. Was oh, a please good one. do. Yeah. One more. Um, Almost home come out. So again, like he said, you know, we we would go to these areas and do uh, radio shows. So we were trying to get a venue for this place. There was a Packers game, and they couldn't find a, a venue. So they put us on a bus with seventy oh, winners. These winners were from Detroit or somewhere that this radio station put us on a bus. We were so the back I was of the sitting up back or front. I was sitting up, no, I was sitting up back about 15 seats up right here because there was no seat. Everybody was full. Oh, there was nowhere to sit down. He had the bus driver's microphone, okay? <laughs> this is, you know, the, the guy that would say, okay, we're coming up on stop such and such. And, there, <laughs> and he was like, hang on. It just all muffled in some of the worst sound you had ever heard in your life. But we played that uh, probably a 20-minute show yeah. on a bus with uh, people that were coming to a tailgate 
party. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was cram packed. We weren't even we weren't even uh, we weren't even well known enough to play the tailgate party. No, we played the pre-show show. That was a muffler party. Muffler party. <laughs> yeah, we played yeah, the muffler the, party. Definitely won the tailgate. That's right. Woo-wee. Golly, that was, was a, a long dead time battery ago. party. Yeah. But what a blessing it's oh, been. Oh yes, what a blessing. So a many songs, so many hits, yeah. albums, and unbelievable tours and shows yeah. and yeah. gosh. Yeah. You were there for when, for the Keith Urban when we played the prank on Keith Urban, brought the marching band in. Yes, in Minnesota State Fair. Yeah, Minnesota mm-hmm. State Fair. We had yeah. the. Uh, what did we call the little Debbie girls? The uh, front row ladies, mm-hmm. front row girls. Mm-hmm. They came to every show, sat in the front row, got there early. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, G- G- uh, why am I bring- Jan. Jan. Jane, Jane, yeah, they all came. Yeah, so Keith Urban was, uh, he had brought a lady on stage and we have in-ear monitors. And he had you this- did. No, he did the lady to me first. Yeah, I know, but you had the in ears. I the had in ear monitors. Yeah, wedges. they was all on speakers. Yes, I had in ear monitors, but they're on monitors in front of them. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and they had this girl come over and was like, "Hey." What are you doing, big boy? Talking in this sexy voice while I'm trying to sing, you know. And I was singing, and I thought I was tough. And, and I hear this voice in my head. I'm going, oh, God, what's going he, on? He's looking at me like, are you hearing this? And I'm like, like, can y'all hear this? We, we, and I look over, and Keith Urban's on the side of the stage laughing with this yeah. girl. He got her to do that yeah, to me, you know. Yeah. So the next night, we hired a full marching band. School band or something, yeah. To come yeah. playing right through the middle. Of the crowd, right now, and right. he played. He was By playing the, the tracks. He couldn't stop. The grace of God, and yeah. they, they come down ah. through the alley, right in front of the stage. Sweet home, Alabama. Yeah, right in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, plenty of good times. That was the place where we bless his heart, rest him. He's with with God. Is another one is Dana. Hide oh, Dana, yeah. I took the top off of Dana's mic. Now, it's summertime. Oh, And no, I soaked yes. it in sardines, okay? Sardine oil. Oil. Oh. And I screwed it back on his mic. <laughs> and and he, was, had, he was a singer, too. It so. had flies on it. And when Craig come out, you know, Dana would flip his mic around. He him. had his mic like this, y'all. And he played, no, he was yeah, playing drum. Playing drum. And, and he, he would pull his mic in. <laughs> and sing. Well, he got a big whiff of that sardine oil, and he just stood back and, I ain't singing. <laughs> Throw that mic back. Oh, my yeah. Lord, it was terrible. And then and it was, was bad. And then there was another time somebody put some Tabasco sauce in Craig's harmonica. I don't know who did oh, that. Oh, yeah, I don't know I who did lucky. that. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> the bunks were supposed oh. to be off limit, and Phil Billy was the only guy that got away with actually doing stuff to people in their bunks, <laughs> pouring ice in their bunk and whatever. Oh, well. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, though. You know, we good. didn't have to worry about Thank things you. like, uh, COVID. We didn't have to worry mm-hmm. about things like. Uh, I mean, all we worried about was a flu. <laughs> yeah. And, and and losing our voice. And trying to rest you, or you yeah, trying yeah. to make me shut up yeah. in between shows. I can remember running interference. Oh yeah. I remember running interference, trying to get you not to talk. Just like, yeah. oh, we got to save it. This is an important show. We got to play an hour, and because Craig would get up and start talking pretty loud about five thirty. Yes, yeah, so Phil Billy wasn't. The, he was. He was hmm. the smartest guy. I think he was in the band at the time. He had the most experience of all of us collectively. <laughs> he had done more on the road and played more and written more than any of us all together. And so, even though he wasn't the tour manager, he told the tour manager what to do. <laughs> he would tell the tour manager how to do his job, and then we would play. And then Phil Billy would run and sell merchandise. Oh gosh! And then he'd pack everything up and get on the bus and go get the money with the tour manager to make sure we got our money right mm. and then get on the bus and make sure everybody was listening and uh it was oh it was just father hen <laughs> yeah he was the father hen for for so long and and then it got to where he got to settle in and we had a tour manager and everybody did their jobs and yeah. and then it got to where he started producing other stuff and writing more in town and eventually it was just like it's time for mm. me to not go out on the road no more well i was getting old i was 42 when i got off the road that's old no, that's not old. That is. That is not that's, old at all, folks. That's so, that's quite old. Like sixty-five is getting old. That's well. I didn't want to. Be right out. now, Jimmy Fortune, Fortune wants to smack me. I don't even I, think uh, he's sixty-five. But I didn't want to be going out there in a walker. Yeah, I don't either. I'm not going to. Just for the record, folks. Although yeah. I have gone out on crutches and a wheelchair and. <laughs> I remember the wheelchair? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did a CMA's one year on a set of crutches and, mm. and had on medicine so bad First. I couldn't couldn't think. I was nominated that year, and I was not going to go. So, mm. 
Yeah, we've had a lot of great memories. It's a lot of fun. Well, I thank you for being so good to me for 20 years. Well, you, me too, buddy. We're in it together. Been good. Kind of like, that's the motto now, isn't that? Isn't that it? We're in this together? Yeah. You know, we've been doing, we've been using that term for 20 years. Yeah. And in this business, we've used that term. We're in this together. Yeah. Producers, writers, singers, players, managers, tour managers, publicists. It's a big old team of people that right now, ladies and gentlemen, is in a dire strait. They're they're hurting bad. Yeah. I'm gonna be okay. I've been blessed. I'm gonna be okay, uh, but but it's it's tough. It's tough on the business. Um, but we will be here, and we are gonna bounce back. And uh, we're starting to do shows. Be advised. I'm gonna tell y'all when you come to show. There's a. It's a lot different. You don't get to do the things you got to do before. Uh, the mosh pit days are over for now, um, and, and we re- we request that of you. We're gonna ask you. Uh, I'm going to ask you now. I'll ask you. Uh, the promoters will ask you from the stage before we go on stage in the future. Uh, until this thing gets uh, rectified, yeah, that's the way it's going to be. If you want us to do shows, you got to be able to adhere to these things. Otherwise, we won't be able to do these shows. And and um, and I think y'all appreciate that. If you don't appreciate that, I mean, you can get on here and say all you want, but that is what it is. Uh, but you don't need to get on there and badmouth the people that aren't doing those things. Um, I will tell you that. We need, to, we need to check ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. We need to check ourselves, all of us. And I'm not just saying, y'all, me too, all of us. If we, I, I, you know, there's an old term, and I know it seems so cliche, and, and, and you might have something negative to say, but you might even, I'm sure you'll badmouth this. There will be people that will. But there's an old term, if you, ain't got, if you don't have something good to say, don't say nothing yeah. at all. And we yeah. really should be doing that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Folks, we should be doing that. If you can't say something nice about someone, don't get on there. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not entitled to your opinion. That doesn't mean that we don't have the freedom of speech. We do. But you don't have to be ugly in your expressing your opinion. You can be respectful. And I think we, sh- we need to practice that on a much greater front. I say that because we're going to do shows. And there's going to be people that don't, don't like that it's happening at all because for whatever reason. And I just think that's absurd. we got to get back to work. The shows I will tell you that I do are going to be different. We're going to adhere to what the uh, health organizations are telling us to do. We're going to be doing those things. And we're going to ask you all to do what they're telling us that we need you all to do in order for us to do those shows. Because if we don't do those things, they will shut it down completely. Yeah. In Nashville, everyone was not doing what they were saying. They shut it down. So you had the opportunity in Nashville to go to a bar and have a beer with your friends. Yeah. And, and maybe even listen to a singer on a stage. But because you didn't do it the way they asked you to, they stopped it because they don't want it to get worse until we know more about this virus. And we all can buy into all the conspiracy theories and we can all do that crap all day long. I can tell you, I don't think the mask does me any good. But I wear my mask because I don't want to hurt someone else. Mm. Uh, And if someone else does believe in that mask, when I go in the store, if there's an elderly person, I don't want them to be scared to be around me because I don't have a mask on. I don't wear it at my house. I don't wear it when I run on my farm or work. I'm not going to drive down the road with the mask on because, I mean, that's... I was just not going to do it. Are you afraid of catching it from yourself? Ah, exactly. Driving down but, the road. But, uh, but having said that, if you do that, that's your prerogative. That's and I'm, I'm not yeah. going to say bad things about you. It's your yeah, choice. Absolutely. And we all have choices. I'm just saying that we're going to be doing shows. The rules are going to be a little different for now. So please adhere to those rules so that we yeah. can continue doing those shows. Amen. And we can grow it into something bigger and better. Uh, thank you all for the support. Uh, God Family Country is available for download. Available for download now on iTunes and everywhere you can download music, uh, as well as the mask. Uh, as an individual song, you can download that song. A portion of those proceeds go to help our frontline uh, fighters, nurses, doctors, uh, law enforcement officers, firemen, all of those uh, first-line people. Uh, so having said that, we're going to finish for the night. Go to the merchandise. If you've got a job and you've got money, we have masks. 
and they're good masks. Mm -hmm. They're really good and they're cool. Uh, we have new T-shirts. We got new gear and uh, all kinds of new stuff. And we look forward to seeing you out on the road. You're watching Craig Morgan's music and more. And we'll, we'll be back again next week. All of this stuff this week was brought to you by Monster Energy Drink. I don't drink all their stuff, but the stuff that I do drink, I love and I swear by. I said I don't work out. I work outside. I'm 160 pounds of twisted steel and sexy pill. What? That's what I do, and I thank Monster Milk for helping me get there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm being dumb. Come check us out next time. <laughs>